0: Hi everyone, I'm Rob McNichol, it's April the 2nd and this is day two of QED quiz every day. If this is your first download of the podcast, I recommend going back to yesterday and hearing day one's first ten questions for which we will shortly have the answers coming up today. And from now on the general format is going to be the same each day. We'll start by going over the answers to yesterday's question and then a brand new set of 10 will be set for you with those answers following in tomorrow's episode and so on. A reminder, if you want to get in touch, please do. Uh, we are quizeverydaypod at gmail.com uh, or you can find us at QED quiz on Twitter. Please, though, send general feedback, suggestions, requests, all that kind of thing. But don't send me answers. This is only a bit of fun. It's not a competition. and I'm certainly not going to mark your work and send it all back to you. Um, OK, let's do the answers from yesterday then. Uh, well, since it was April Fool's Day, we did a, quest- uh, a set of questions based on the word fool. Uh, we started off with number one, for which course of a meal would you eat a fool? Well, you can have strawberry fool, gooseberry fool, that kind of thing. It's a dessert. So dessert, sweet, anything of those uh, uh, sort of things. Afters, call it what you will, but uh, very much the uh, the dessert portion of your meal. Number two, foolscap uh, is the size of paper. The, number three, the two grave diggers at the start of Act 5, Scene 1, appear in the Shakespeare play Hamlet. Uh, the group at number four who had a top ten hit in 1989 with Fool's Gold uh, were the Stone Roses. Number five, this is perhaps the first real tricky one. The correct term for what we commonly refer to as Fool's Gold, it has the formula F-E-S-2, is called pyrite. That's what you were looking for there, pyrite. Uh, number five, we're on, no, that was number five. Number six, according to the expression, a fool and his money are soon parted. That's number six, the answer is money. Number seven, Mr. T, you know him, I pity the fool, he used to say. You probably know him best for being in the A team, but that's not where he first said that expression. He said it as Club Lang in Rocky Three. Now, this is the first time we really get into an issue of how generous you want to be with your marking. So if you're playing this with a group of people, If it was me overseeing a pub quiz, if someone wrote down Rocky, what I would probably do for them at this point is go back to them and tell them that I would need a number. Now, if I'd have said in the question, oh, I need a number, then you clearly know it's not the A team because it's not the A team three, is it? So I in a pub quiz would probably have seen them put Rocky, gone to the team and say, can you give me a specific? And if they get it, if they then put Rocky four, I probably wouldn't give them a point. Uh, I, w- I would want Rocky 3 however you may feel that saying Rocky as in the Rocky series is enough it's entirely on you that one so Rocky 3 is the answer you decide how picky you want to be on giving them uh, a point or not number eight what character is played by Sue Holderness in Only Fools and Horses it's Marlene as in Marlene and Boise so Marlene Boyce would be her full name but as I said yesterday as far as I'm concerned Marlene would be enough for the point there uh, what nationality are the band of Cardigans, who had a 1996 hit with Loveful? They are from Sweden. Swedish is the answer. And looking for another country at number 10. The ICAO code for the airport at Libreville, we said is F-O-O-L. Libreville being the capital of which African country? The answer is Gabon, down the west coast there in Africa. Gabon. So there's the answers from yesterday's quiz. Mark them up and decide how you're going to uh, give the points out to uh, the teams that are playing in your quiz, or in, even in your own mind, suggest how many you've got there. Give yourself a little pat on the back or could do better see me in red ink whatever it may be that uh, you need to do and we'll move straight on to today's 10 questions now we're going to be doing these from time to time what i call a connections round listen i didn't come up with this this is not again me reinventing the wheel but it's one of my favorite types of rounds basically we start with question number 10 question number 10 is what is the connection between the answers of questions one to nine. So I'm gonna give you nine questions here. Once you've got the answers, you should look at the, uh, the answers that you've written down or, or come up with in your head, however you're doing these, and have a little look through them and see if you can find a connection. Generally speaking, there is only ever one connection for this. Sometimes if someone can prove to me that all nine of their answers uh, do have a specific connection, I might give them a point, but I think that's only happened once in the (laughs) several hundred quizzes that I've done. So generally speaking, my uh, connection is the connection. So let's have a go. Uh, Sometimes you'll find that harder questions at the start might become easier once you've got the connection and can go back. So what I'll do is I'll do these nine through, and then I'll give you a really quick run through of the nine again, uh, to just to re-jog your memory, okay? So we'll do these once through, then do the uh, go back to number one and do it again for you so number one what is the cockney rhyme in slang for 25 pounds is number one what is the cockney rhyme in slang for 25 pounds number two what relation is the actor emilio estevez to the other actor charlie sheen what is their relationship number three which 1985 song by wham that got to number one was covered by Shane Ritchie in 2003, where he got to number two, singing it for Children in Need. And a reminder, as we said yesterday, when we're referring to chart music, uh, it's going to be the UK Singles Charts, as we're a UK-based podcast. So just number three again, which 1985 song by Wham that got to number one was covered by Shane Ritchie in 2003, which he took to number two, singing it in aid of Children in Need. Number four, Spring and neep are extreme points referring to which process? So Spring, and Neap, that's N-E-A-P, are extreme points referring to which process. Five, Diamond Dogs, Young Americans and Blackstar are all albums by whom? Number six, which Plymouth-born footballer became the first player to be transferred between British clubs for £1 million, doing so in 1979? Number seven, which area of London housed the former BBC Television Centre as well? As the current Queens Park Rangers football ground. Number eight, starting at go with Old Kent Road being your square number one. What is square number four on a Monopoly board? Again, that's a, a very much a British thing. There, if you're playing, we're talking about playing the the London version of Monopoly, whereby your first square is the Old Kent Road. What is square number four, please? Number nine, which is ostensibly the last question in the round, because you've already heard number ten. What word can go before La Vida, Forever, and Las Vegas? to provide you with the titles of three different songs. So have you got the connection? That's the question. Question 10 is, what is the connection? Like I say, I'll give you a quick rundown of the one to nine again to give you a little reminder. Number one, what is the Cockney Rhyme and Slang for £25? Two, what relation is Emilio Estevez to Charlie Sheen? Three, the 1985 Wham song that got to number one, covered by Shane Ritchie in 2003, which he got to number two for Children Need. 4. Spring and Neap, extreme points of which process? 5. Diamond Dogs, Young Americans and Black Star. albums by whom? 6. Which Plymouth-born footballer became the first to be transferred between British clubs for £1 million, doing so in 1979? 7. Which area of London hosted the former BBC Television Centre as well as QPR's Football Ground? 8. Starting at go, with Old Kent Road being square number 1, what is square number 4 on a Monopoly board? Number 9. What word can go before La Vida Forever? and Las Vegas. Now there are a couple of opportunities for you to be uh, very picky uh, in this round for a start. Um you could say that the uh on a monopoly board they're actually not square, they're oblong. Yes, so uh, you can jog on on that one. There's also a very small technicality that some people will say about the uh, the million pound footballer, but it's it's certainly a colloquial thing where this person was the the first million pound player. I've covered it off by giving it a year and indeed where the person was born so you can uh, you can tell who I'm getting at if you know the answer. Okay, number ten, what is the connection? And you're off to the races. I would score this round simply it's one point per correct answer. You don't get any you get a point for knowing the connection, but you don't have you don't have to. You can get the first nine questions right, get the connection wrong, you'd still get nine out of ten. So it's only worth one point on its own. But obviously if you can get it, you can then go back over the other questions and maybe find an answer that you weren't gonna get without that connection. There we are then, day two, two days done. This is April the 2nd and we've got through two days of the QED quiz everyday podcast. Once again, you can get in contact with us in the ways I explained earlier in the podcast, but please don't send me your uh, list of answers because I'm not going to go through them and mark them back for you. These answers will be available in tomorrow's podcast or on April the 3rd, we'll have our day three podcast and it'll be the same format as today. The answers from today's quiz, the connections round, and then a brand new set of 10 for you to enjoy. So, thank you very much hope you've enjoyed today's short podcast see you again tomorrow for day three happy quizzing